0: Mysteries of the universe. Uh, 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 Organic UFOs. Uh, 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 As above, so below.
1: I'm feeling like a cloud so high, floating around in the sky. They're
2: all mushrooms.
0: Come and
2: join me now on this ride. Mushroom communication system. Lightest was blended with nature's richness into time. Looks for the earth was around, thoughts of a city in mind. Creations of loon and destruction, the higher we climb. What coronation?
0: So high, so
3: high. Floating Mushroom.
1: What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is Joel Thomas from Floating Mushroom. Here with Sean Chris and Justin from Cryptos of the Corn. And we've got J clone three today.
4: One second, guys. I forgot to turn him on. Give me one give me one second. <laughs>
2: All right, he should be ready to go. Uh, well, hey, come on, wake up. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, what's up? Did you have to bust out the old model? What's, <sighs> what's going on? Old software. What's up, man.
0: <laughs> J clone number three activation on. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was really weird how you were like booting him up, too, man. It's like you lifted up the flag. Yeah, the and rest of them like, doing stuff. Some, I don't like, know. Special. Excuse me. Plugins back there. It seems like that flap covers up a lot on each clone, man. But as the newer models come, man, that the flap actually is like some sort of uh, got like hidden devices, like weaponry and stuff in
2: the later models. Yeah, this one was more like a panel, man. And was that a floppy disk? Jesus, I haven't seen a floppy disk in forever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Really. It's actually a punch card. Happy to see you guys, man. We love doing these shows. Um, and if people didn't know, um, this is Joel and Sean from Kill the Mockingbirds and Justin and J-Clone3 today from Cryptids of the Corn. And we come together and make up Floating Mushroom where we talk about a lot of weird stuff. And, you know, fortunately for us, we kind of got a cryptid on the show with the J-Clone every, every time we do this show. So we we get an insight to seeing what's weird going on in the world. Cause we actually have a weird being with us. And this was actually the most interesting one. Cause we've never seen one actually boot up before. So that was very, very, I mean, he's even still kind of glitchy, but you know, he's talking normal. It's some old models. They just, they, they're slow.
4: They're, they're cold. They're cold blooded. still defragging. I got to apologize for everybody at home. I'll be a little wacky today. Uh, we are We have our new baby. He's a week and a day old, and he hasn't slept yet.
1: So that means I haven't slept yet. So this will be an interesting. Here's the thing though. Justin calls me the other day, and I just wanted to say, I just want to say about this. First off, I see him calling me, and I haven't talked to him since the baby was born, so we haven't had a lot of interactions because Justin's been pretty uh pretty tied up. And he calls me, and so I'm like, "Oh, Justin's calling," and it just just vitriol anger <laughs> over the phone. I pick up to where he's just like, "Listen, he's like, because of you, all of our technology doesn't work in the studio now. Apparently, the roadcaster went down. The brand new roadcaster went down. The brand iPad new. went down. Yeah, tell tell him what all the devices that went down since I've been at your." place
4: so literally the roadcaster broke so bad the people from roadcaster couldn't figure out what happened we were on the phone for like an hour and they're like uh uh, uh we've never had one do that stuff where it was dropping microphones it was muting mutant uh it was mutant headsets it was dropping guests then it would drop us for the guest so as in like we like it was it was crazy it was it was prioritizing the people on the other side of the screen over us uh, and then
0: gremlins.
4: Yeah, and then an iPad melted. I had to take it back to Apple, and they were like, uh, they were questioning me, what happened to it? Like after they took it all apart, they're like, what'd you do to this thing? I'm like, nothing. Like, no, its internals are melted. What did you do? Like nothing. It sits on the desk in a, in a studio. It's got an air conditioner. Like no, everything is melted together in this thing. And then we had a uh, like a little webcam just die just fried
1: so i blame joel well first off i don't even think you were thinking about me i think it was one of the j clones that brought it out and it sounds like something a j clone would do too like try to shift blame over to somebody else when actually there's a culprit that's in that studio 24 7 that works <laughs> for the smith
0: uh, it, there may behind the flap there may be a direct energy weapon but <laughs> we'll have to buy those things tony sells <laughs> hey
1: listen and then, then, uh, i don't i don't like discredit what you're saying though too because it is weird and even uh even christina said she was like i mean you were there and I'm like, yeah, but this is like later. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, she's like, but you don't know when it started. That that iPad could have started frying when you were there, and then it was like a slow melt, like until it just didn't work anymore.
4: And mm. literally, not being funny, funny, the roadcaster that was seriously about the time it started doing the, like, light, weird little things. Like, we'd go robotic for guests and stuff like that, or, like, we wouldn't have sound for guests. and th- But it was doing it, like, maybe once a week, and then... A couple times a week. And then that last like day, it was just melting.
0: Barely functionable.
4: Uh, we lost some audio. Like I had to save, we just did stuff with Brian from Sasquatch Odyssey. I had to save that audio. He had some of the audio recorded. It was, it was weird. And it's just like, I called. So we get all of our stuff through Sweetwater and not sponsored, but uh, the Roadcaster 2 broke Wednesday morning and I had a new one by Thursday morning. So that company's pretty easy to work with for that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And if they want to be a sponsor, we'll take Yeah, it. we'll, take your yeah. Money. yeah. we'll take your money. <laughs> we'll, we'll take your money. Well it's the
1: same with Tony too. Like when he got a new one, man, they got it to him pretty quick. So Right. Um however he upgraded and got the upgraded uh uh roadcaster. Which I think you guys have already. That's the one new one that you mm-hmm. didn't get. Yeah. So Yeah. Same thing. But it's good. You guys got the warranty on it. Just, to, just a to note to anybody out there that wants me on their show: uh, make sure you got a warranty on your uh, product. Make sure you can afford it.
4: <laughs> Joel, Joel won't charge you, but you won't have any gear left when he's yeah. done. It, yes. At the end of the day, you have the hottest the
1: episode on the planet? They're always good episodes,
4: <laughs> but you got to just have your new stuff ordered already. just have it in the mail
1: yeah Uh, and that was pretty strange you had stuff happen this morning yeah man so just trying to get you guys into this riverside fm where we record from i couldn't send anything out but it was sent on my end and i even created a new uh room for us uh floating mushroom two is what I called it. And it's still it's not even popping up because I even looked in the email, so it's not sending out. Um also, and just to say this, I've been having technical issues here at my place for the past eight, nine months. Just the internet dropping, weird times for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Uh I am gonna have the company come out and look at the modem and stuff like that, just to see if there's some issues going on with that. But, you know, it's it's not a of for technical stuff to go wire, haywire around me. So, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. We, we don't know exactly what it is. Government, Fallen Angels, <laughs> it could be all of it, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Or, it could just be one of the clones, which I'm starting to think that there is a thread that's starting to tie between all this.
2: <laughs> He's just on your roof, <laughs> oh, that chewing out the t-shirt. internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the older models slithered up to the roof uh, biting off the each cable, and he's just like, like he can't even. He has three words he could say. It's the J- nobody knows where J clone one <laughs> yeah, he's a- is. So that is a good point. Hey, one of the older
1: models, though. What I'm starting to think it's kind of like the Men in Black movies with the little alien that's inside the head. That's where it comes out of the flap and it goes up and starts chewing on wires and stuff. But it's got like the actual bot set on like auto, so it's like talking to us and it's got capabilities to make it seem like that there's you know actual intelligence in there but actually like the little aliens like chewing on stuff probably right now
0: <laughs> mm. that's a t-shirt yeah i don't have a comment on that no comment <laughs> I, I cannot compute <laughs> no comment oh my gosh
4: what but, are we in here going to talk about today
0: after i was just all gonna this? say before this mushroom well while this mushroom is getting ready to take flight and float um I do have a shift at uh, the Smithsonian. I'm working front desk today, so we might need to get this thing underway before I'm get late. Rolling, okay. yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? Cattle mutilations today, guys.
1: That's what we had plotted out for the past month. We're going to talk about bovine
4: brutality.
1: Bovine. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, that wasn't a sound effect. That was actually came out of the back of the flap. Of clone three, <laughs> did you see it rise? Yeah, oh, I see the tail <laughs> and everything.
4: <laughs> That's how yeah. Emily likes her steak, still mooing. We're mm. gonna
1: talk about uh cattle mutilations today, and you know, some of the backstory on them. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about you know what happens when these people find these cattle mutilations, and it's not just bovine either, there's a lot of animals oh, yeah. that are part of this, not whole whatsoever. Process. I just think mutilation is just the term that people understand it, but it is a lot of different animals. But uh, It's almost it, every ungulate. Right, right, for sure. So I think this would be kind of cool. We're going to do what we normally do, kick it to the biologist to start it out, and then we're all going to you know, riff off that, and then as the back end starts coming around and that flap starts going up higher and higher, <laughs> you know it's going to get weirder and weirder in here. <laughs> so... Before we get rock and roll into
4: actual cow emulations, there's a couple syndromes that cows have I wanted to cover for people. Uh, sudden cattle death syndrome and cow pneumonia. So i worked with cows extensively in my life. Uh, so cattle always have pneumonia in their lungs. Uh, it's always present. It's not like us to where it's like a constant aggressive infection. It's always a baseline infection. So what happens is, like for our part of Ohio, coyotes will chase cows. And if a cow is running or under high stress for more than 15 minutes, that pneumonia will take hold and actually kill that cow like right then and there. So that's a part of a sudden, uh, cattle, sudden, or whatever it's called, sudden death syndrome for cattle or whatever. Uh, so that does happen, but that's not what cattle emulation is. I've seen that in the news to where that's the main thing. It's just all these cows drop dead or whatever. Well, a wolf got in there and started chasing them around and then they all just fell over dead, that does happen. We had it happen here at a local farm with a neighbor kid that was driving his gator up and down the edge land of the property and like six cow would just dropped dead because they were getting all worked up for an extended period of time. But what makes it different for cattle mutilations is I have the kind of little list that is what you look for. The cuts on these cattle are medically precise. Uh, they're either most likely done with medical grade lasers, uh, like surgical lasers or surgical scalpels. Uh, And they're targeting certain organ organ groups. And the other thing you look for is that the surrounding tissue is not damaged. That's kind of like, we don't do that. like Even with our surgery and stuff like that, we haven't been able to really figure out how to do that. Uh, They appear to be healthy right up until the point of mutilation. Um, A lot of these cases, people literally just seen the cattle. Like they were just looking at them. Uh, There's a couple with juveniles that had ears, organ or ears, genitals, and eyes missing, like fresh calves. But they just tagged the calf, like within five to six minutes, and then they turn around. They hear this metal sound. They turn back around, and the cattle, the little calf, is just mutilated. Um, they have shown strange signs of chemicals being left behind, plus radiation, and sometimes gravitational gravitational anomalies surround the bodies. So uh, some of these bodies are irradiated. Some of these bottles have weird chemical traces, and some of these bodies actually have gravitational anomalies on them or around them. Um, some cattle seem to be in drop from considerable distances. Bounce marks have been found. So there's a lot of these cows that the blood will be all poured off to one side. If anybody doesn't know at home, it's like when we die or any large mammal dies, wherever side you're laying on is where all the blood pools. Several of these cows have been found with the blood on the wrong side up with bounce marks somewhere nearby. So as in the cow was dropped from quite a height, bounced, and then landed on the wrong side. So it had been dead somewhere for a while before it was re- re-dropped in. Scavengers uh, avoid the carcass at all cost, And that's really crazy. The other weird thing, like this is the one that blows my mind, is it, it, this includes insects and flies, which flies are insects, but flies in general there's nothing that a fly won't get into. And a lot of these carcasses will be avoided by all these flies. Um, and the carcass seems to decompose much slower than a standard carcass of a dead cattle. So there's a couple of examples out like, on the Uinta Basin, where Joel's been, uh, where they have carcasses that still have meat on them a year later. That's insane. Like here, like, we don't have meat on carcasses. Like If you put your... Like there's decomposers aren't, it's, it's weird. It's kind of hard to explain. So it's not like it's been salted or anything like that. It's the decomposers don't want to move in. So it's still rancid, but it's like the decomposers don't want to start breaking it down. And that could be radiation. That could be a chemical thing. You know, it's, it's really Hey, odd. Real
1: quick, Justin. I watched yeah. uh, some film recently on some of the catamulations and same thing. It was funny because the guys would bring the film crew out and it had been sitting out there for two weeks already. And it wasn't a whole lot changed. It's almost like Sean said, like it was preserved in a way, which is super weird. And rarely did you see any insects around it. Now, I did see a few video where there would be some insects in certain places, but they tended to be more of the ones that I wouldn't consider surgical, like where it looked like it was really precise. More people done. yeah, it, it just seemed, it maybe maybe on those that where I, I saw some yeah. of the insect stuff. But generally, you didn't see that, man. And these are in places like Texas and New Mexico and places where it's really hot, where you would really think that you would see a lot of insects on stuff like that.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was a normal cow death, I mean, it would, first off, it would reek. Second off, you know, within an hour, it'd be in completely infested in flies. I mean, even up here, uh, northwest Ohio, we had, like, when we had goats and sheep drop dead, there would literally be within the hour, like every like eyes, mouth, you know, any any opening would be so covered in insects, trying to get into the carcass. It's crazy. Oh,
0: within an hour. That's yeah,
2: yeah. I've been to places where cows have. A, like a group on of them. flies on their eyes, yeah. and they're alive. They're, you waiting for I mean? to drop. Like, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're waiting for. Them and they're like, this one's getting a little old. <laughs> it's what happened. Is
4: actually the flies are signaling the aliens, being like, this
1: one,
0: they're targeting it. This one, yeah, maybe that. Look at J
1: Clone uh, Three over there, smiling ear to ear as we're talking about that. Flies being <laughs> aliens. Why are you smile like that, J
0: Clone Three? I mean, what they aren't know? drones. They aren't drones. They're just bugs. <laughs> no one, nobody in this world is creating a, you know, a modified insect to release into the world that may or may not have a camera or some chemical in it. Oh, gosh. That's a whole <laughs> do- different episode. Maybe <laughs> right. that'll be next month. I wanted
2: to highlight a point, though, that, uh, like, see how, like, when Justin first talked, uh, he was telling about, like, things that actually happen to cows, right? Like, I think that's really important. For people to keep in mind, like, there's this video right now. Uh, I'm sure you all seen it. There's a bunch of these videos going around. Nature videos, like, things like that people are like, I can't can't believe a deer did that. I can't believe a whale did this. And, like, talking about people that have, like, only watched a couple whale videos, it's not like they're studying this group of whales. Like, there was this one where everybody thought it was killer whales, right? And they're like they're they're swimming to the the shore. They're gonna die. They're like I've never seen this, and I'm like you never said, What are you? What do you mean never? I mean yeah, of course you haven't seen it. You don't have a camera, and like no one's ever filmed it. And they're actually pilot uh, whales, and they were like pushing fish to the shore because that's how they eat. So what my the, me bringing this up is I think that it's important to acknowledge those things because then it muddies the water of what's really going on. Because then everybody goes huh. You were wrong about that thing. You know what I'm saying? So people just jump to too many conclusions sometimes. Like, with this, I thought there was a lot more like, whoa. Like, because this is not just in the last 10 years, last five years. This is a decades and decades.
4: Uh, Yeah. They, some of the first ones that actually happened here in Gallipolis, Ohio, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. Like, literally one of the first ones ever recorded. And that was, well, that was a long time ago. I'll have to find it. But. Uh, and like Joel said earlier, is this is not just a one-species phenomena. It has been commonly reported in, uh, of course, cows. But sheep are the next big one around the world that get it. Then it's horses, then it's goats, then it's pigs, then it's rabbits, then it's cats, dogs, bison, deer, elk, and reindeer have all experienced this phenomena. Uh, but it's the big one is cattle and sheep, and everybody asks why. It's because that's the two biggest like mammal productions that we do in the world. Uh, you know, there's cows in the U.S., there's cows in South America, there's cows in Europe. Uh, I mean, there's cows in every continent that humans are in, but a lot of those other countries, their main food source is sheep. Uh, You know, so when it's more, in my opinion, it's more of a what's available kind of deal. If you have nothing but sheep, you're going to get sheep mutilations. If you don't have sheep and you have elk, you gonna get elk mutilations. It's really just whoever is there is the unfortunate one. But there is a string of cat mutilations in the uk in the 90s that fit exactly with the bovine mutilations that we hear we have in the u.s uh with like serious eyes uh certain organs and uh genitalia being removed surgically hey, uh, check this and it got out. to be so bad what i'm sorry oh
1: i didn't mean to interrupt. you're still going go ahead
4: no it's just it's it's just that's just so, so weird that, that phenomenon keeps going and then, like they weren't decomposing and like literally there was this one little town they had like cats everywhere, dead mutilated cats just everywhere. And it got to be a point where they couldn't ignore it. I mean, they thought it was cults and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. There just seems to be a history with, or go on Joel.
1: There definitely is a history too. And I was even going to take it back to 1606. London? uh, In London. Yeah. Some of the shires, uh, in some places, hundreds of sheep were dead and nothing was taken but like the tallow and some of the inward parts like whole carcasses and the fleece are still remaining so very similar to what we're seeing with the cattle mutilations now and some of the other animals now so that's as far as back as 1606 um that some of this stuff went down and you were talking about uh Galop- Galopolis, Galopolis. ohio uh that was 1966 by the way when you said 66 that. So i actually yeah. had that Written down when we were when I was looking over some of this stuff. So yeah, it's been going on for a long time. I just think that back in you know early you know way back they didn't really understand uh, what could be happening. Whereas as we've shifted more into the modern era, I think and I think there's also some soft disclosure going on too here with how they're releasing this info and really equating it to ufo phenomena aliens and uh government entities also being involved with some of this stuff too and i think there's a reason for that and we'll get to that later on in the in in this uh piece but i do think that there's a reason why that they are uh tying it into that uh as well they want us to think that not saying that it can't be true at the same time but i do think that they are Definitely putting out some soft disclosure on UFOs and aliens in, in, in conjunction with these mutilations.
4: And I also want to say that this is not a U.S. phenomenon. This is a world phenomenon. Right. I think that gets misconstrued a lot for people. Like other podcasts I've listened to, stuff like that. It's not a first-world country thing. It is literally happening in every country in every part of the world yeah it don't matter rich poor you know first world whatever it doesn't matter tons
1: in South America too
2: by the way tons tons uh I'm just saying I'd be a lot more impressed if it was like a rhino or something I'd be like, wow, a bison you got we've wow. had a
4: lot of bison mutilated
2: <laughs> okay, bison, but bisons bison are big uh, i mean they they are they are smart no, but they're smarter than cows too they usually run away I mean they don't run away, they kind of like they're 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 fierce, but I I don't think as much as a rhino, man. You can like, sneak
4: up on a rhino as long as you're as long as you're downwind of them. They're blind.
2: But plus, you got that tough skin though to get through, man. That's, I mean, if you uh,
4: just have a laser gun, it doesn't matter. Hey, I'll I'll be
0: impressed when they show me an elephant. Show me a mutilated elephant. <laughs> I just got to pull out a mouse.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, step it up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh wow, another sheep. Great. Oh, now you're gonna have a cow, mutilated cow, blue like. whale
1: on the beach somewhere. Step
2: it up, guys. Oh, I know. i something to do with eye. the
1: blood, right? Because uh, we just did a, a podcast of reality's ours, and Thomas was talking about adrenalized blood in cows is is more potent. This the, is the most potent, is what is what he said out of any adrenalized blood. So I wonder if that's why they go for bovine typically over the rest of it, and that's going to tie in to what I'm going to talk about later. But yeah, I think that could have something to do with it for sure. So for the for most people, they're
4: targeting genitalia, they're targeting eyes, the tongue, in some internal organs like the liver. Uh, there was a small group of amino acids and enzymes that are all shared in common, and I I couldn't find my script from when we did the our cattle mutilations episode. But there's only a couple compounds shared, and one of them is a really rare enzyme, and I think it's maybe like you're saying something along those lines to where they're targeting for specific harvesting of that stuff, because. Uh, Enzymes are weird. Uh, enzymes and organic compounds are just weird stuff that, like, we harvest. We harv- humans harvest stuff out of anim- other animals' brains and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that we that we don't really for whatever reason. We don't talk about because we don't admit that we're monsters just as much as anything else.
2: There could be even more stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like you said, that's what we know right. about that. Like like you said about the the their blood. There could be other use uses that people know about or other things know about that are beneficial or if it's different organisms too, like if we're taking it to the whole alien route and um, them being part of the mutilation, then it would depend, right? Like maybe how their DNA are structured it, there's very benefits from the sheep and the cattle and such and such.
1: So do you want to do some of these historic ones? I do want to talk about one thing yes. before we go into yes. the history piece. Cause you were just talking about, biologically what could happen right and i thought one thing was really interesting if we're just going to talk about regular stuff right because not every mutilation is an actual mutilation it's not an actual right weird mm-hmm. thing and one of the things that uh, you know i was looking into is black leg right that's mm-hmm. uh you know the clostry clostridi- clostridial my myositis yeah i got that uh it's just an infectious disease um that causes uh swelling in the muscles and it's a high mortality rate you know they they actually uh vaccine the animals i think after and you would know better than i do but i think it's after like a a couple month period or something like that
4: pretty they, much when it's not just nursing so the mom's uh, immune system protects it from mo- like mm-hmm. until it's uh, until it's moving on to eating more solid food just like humans right you know we don't Vaccinate humans until after that kind of that period of hard nursing is over because their mom's immune system is already doing all of that work for the offspring uh but there's a lot of diseases like that in cattle cattle are on the verge of dying any minute uh you could talk to big cattle farmers, and literally I've heard of people losing you know three hundred head of cattle in one night because one cow got worked up uh it's it's ridiculous, and then you know when you go out there and there's three hundred dead cows and you're like. To the person that's not a cattle farmer, you're like, oh, what, what happened? Right. What, you, know, you know, it has to be aliens. It has to be government. It has to be this, that, and the other. And you look at them, and you're like, no. Their chicken got in here and freaked them out for an hour, and they all killed herself." Right, Jay? Yeah, that's right.
2: Also, they have horrible diets, too. Like, you know, when they were, uh, what was it, a couple years ago, remember there was those cattle, like groups of cattle dying? And then, when you look into it, what they're getting fed, especially these huge ranches, they're not organic. They're feeding them like Doritos and uh, like processed <laughs> right, food. Yeah. Like, of course, they're going to have a heart attack and die, like for a little thing. They're, they're just like, they're like, this could be every American. I, I worked in the Oreo
4: factory <laughs> in Ohio, and that's what we sent all of our food scraps to a pig farm and a cow farm. And I'll tell you what, it may be bad for them, but they had a good life. <laughs> have a bunch of your diets oreos oreos doritos and Cheez it's hey
2: i got a other funny cows one eaten.
1: just a little off topic but but ties into this so i was talking to tony and he got some chickens from our friends over at uh permaculture pimp cast uh billy and william and you know the story sean about They feed their chickens and their pigs, these apples. And I can't remember the name of the apple, but they go to this apple farm and they're allowed to pick the apples for free if they fall on the ground. So he just loads up his truck and they come back and they feed their animals. And he said, yeah, it makes the meat taste better. Like whenever, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they, they kill them. Well, well, they sent some of those chickens over to Tony, gave some of them to Tony or Tony bought them from them. And Tony's trying to give them regular feed and they just walk up to it and look at it and look at him and then walk off. He said for like a day or two, they <laughs> wouldn't even touch it because they were like, like "This we've isn't been an good, man. We've been eating these apples and like all this great what food. What is this? What is this
4: <laughs> <laughs> isn't is <an> apples. Uh, <laughs> no, chickens are like that. Chickens like I've had housebroken chickens literally potty trained chickens and if you try to put those birds back outside good luck they will break into your house yeah they're they're basically
1: a dog at that point <laughs> that is hilarious oh, man I you told me about trying to put them back outside like i knew about the oh, chickens you had inside my
4: so not us but people we'd have house watch we're like i don't want to watch this chicken inside for a week just put it outside with the other chickens that was a bad mistake because it broke into the house and not that chicken was fine. What happened is all the other chickens went inside mm. that were not housebroken oh, God. and they pooped everywhere. Oh. Dad, I remember this is. So here's a funny story for you. I mean, we're getting really off topic, but we came home from vacation and there's just the kitchen is just full of chicken poop. <laughs> just full. And my dad is a very calm man, but he does have a point to where he flips and he's like, OK, get him outside get him all outside and you can just tell he's get quiet. It's just, he goes over to the toaster and it is so packed full of chicken poop oh, that he God. picks it up and just throws it and starts throwing these chickens outside. <laughs> like just like they're baseballs, just picking them up and winging them outside <laughs> and just yelling and stuff like that. And it just, it makes me laugh to this day that it was the toaster. <laughs> That's what we had. He's, he's like, didn't he said like, I got to clean all this chick, But at least it's like, it's a kitchen. So it's all, you know, it's all ceramic tile floor. And it's all you know. The counters are all like stone, so and it's like eats all the toaster.
2: <laughs> but it wasn't like there was. Well, a... I think we solved one of the mutilation yeah. cases. Oh yeah, that's
4: for those. that's like one of those chickens <laughs> they got beat with a shovel. <laughs> they weren't surgical. They weren't surgical, Sean. They were. It was Blunt a floor. shovel. Blunt force trauma. But
1: brutal. <laughs> but I just.
4: It was like packed. Like it was overflowing with chicken poop. <laughs>
2: It was, Jeez, I know that I I can't get that out of my head now. I'm like, why would there be a toaster full of They chicken were sitting chicken on it. Go, they were sitting on it like a roost. <laughs> oh, oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, they didn't know. Him, maybe because it's warm too, though, oh, right? Gosh. Like well, they had the
0: crumbs in the bottom. I bet.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. that was down, the last like, yeah, mistake they ever made.
0: Yeah, I bet. Oh. Right, keep <laughs> mind, we had like
4: 500 chickens, so 20 of them, <laughs> oh, 20 of them man. getting a shovel didn't really matter. Oh, that's uh, great. <laughs> but yeah sorry that's off topic but yeah there's a, there's a there's a mutilation for you yeah so case closed mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and these aliens use a shovel
4: that's a little rough
1: <laughs> yep yep yeah we'll let's get into some of this uh history of cattle mutilations justin
4: so snippy the horse is one of the famous ones yep uh and when we did our episode in Calumulations, I famously called him Skippy instead of Snippy. <laughs> and everybody's like, we've never heard of Snip or a Skippy the horse. We've only ever heard of Snippy. And I'm like, <laughs> apparently I haven't either. They found him dead and full of peanut butter. They found him dead and full of peanut butter. That was Skippy. Uh, but Snippy. Unexplained livestock deaths uh, in 1967 with the P- Pueblo chieftain. Yeah, okay. Basically on September 9th, 1967. Angus King and her son Harry Harry, reportedly found a dead body of their three-year-old horse. The horse's head and neck had been skinned and defleshed. The body displayed cuts that, to King, looked very precise. No blood was at the scene, and according to Harry, a strong medical odor was in the air. So this is like the first famous one of it obviously not being an animal death, uh, like an animal predation or scavenging event. It was filleted. Like it was like better than a butcher could have done. Uh, it, it is 1967. There are a few pictures available on the internet. People blamed this on a lightning strike. And that's going to be a common thread. Basically, Snippy got hit in the head with a piece of lightning and just blew all the flesh off his head and neck. Uh, I personally, I've had a boss that has got hit by lightning three different times. And it never blew the flesh off of his neck and head. Just saying. And he would yell at us for going to telling us to go work in thunderstorms. Hey, and another <laughs> he place a,
1: too, if people want to see the stuff about Skippy, uh Strange Harvest documentary that came out in nineteen eighty by Linda Moulton Howe uh it's easy to find you can literally type it in and it'll pop up on something for free that you can just stream you know off your laptop or whatever i think it's free on amazon prime but they got a lot of pictures about skippy and they go into that too which really weird looking it definitely when they start talking to uh so, uh some of the scientists to look into it they don't really have any answers for it either but you're right throughout that documentary they talk about how that a lot of these, even the police departments in these areas in New Mexico and, and Arkansas and Texas would say lightning strike as soon as somebody would call in about something that happened to their animal. So they wouldn't even come out and look at it. They'd be like, it's a lightning strike. Don't worry about it. So why, why the
4: lightning strike theory got so much traction? Because like in 1950, there was a farm of like 150 sheep that all died from a lightning strike. But the farmers seen it. Like they were standing out like they basically stand in their barn. The sheep were standing underneath this tree out in the pasture and the tree got hit by lightning and it just, all the sheep just dropped dead. And he's like, well, that's that for the year. (laughs) Uh, And then, so that floated around for mass cattle deaths is like, oh, it had to be lightning strike. And then reindeer famously in Norway and stuff, places like uh, Iceland, they die from lightning a lot because they just stand out in the middle of fields with nothing around. And they get hit by lightning because it's the only thing lightning can hit. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, for cryptids, you hear, like, Sandhill Crane used a lot. And it's like, okay, come on, like the Jersey Devil. They've seen a Sandhill Crane. Mm-hmm. An eight-foot-tall horse bat demon that can talk. Sandhill Crane. Sandhill Crane. The Lizard Man, Sandhill Crane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff, but, yeah. And then there's, in the 70s, there was a ton Of, like, little ones, and by little ones, I mean, you know, four or five cattle at a time kind of deal. Uh, 1973, on December 4th, law enforcement had a wave of cattle deaths in seven counties across Kansas and Nebraska. Uh, They was targeting almost exclusively sexual organs. Weeks later, there was 38 mysterious cattle deaths that had occurred across 11 counties. Uh, The Kansas... Wait,
2: wait, hold up. Did you say mainly for what? Sexual organs. Hmm. What do you need a cow? <laughs> a cow? I'm just saying, man. It sounds like some homunculus. Oh, right. I Juan might have a to delicacy. get on that. We're gonna have to check Juan up. <laughs> <laughs> homunculus activity detected. But yeah, so
4: the Kansas, uh, <laughs> the Kansas Brand Commissioner's Office deemed that most of these deaths in removal of sexual organs were the result of natural causes, including uh, shipping fever and Joel Blackleg. Mm. Uh yeah, so their organ their their sexual organs blasted off their bodies, and it was probably due to black leg. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <don't>, I've been <laughs> around Sounds a lot reasonable. of cattle. I know just it seen their It would sound reasonable to you, J Clone 3. Just saying, it, it adds up. The <laughs> next
4: uh real big one is the 1974 helicopters killing cattle. Uh this is a crazy one. So in 1974, mutilations were reported in Lancaster County, Nebraska on August 20th, 1974. The Lincoln Journal Star reported that residents had seen an unidentified helicopter shining spotlights into fields where mutilated cattle were later found. Known County Sheriff Herbert Thompson claimed that helicopter sightings had become a nightly occurrence, with both the FAA and the National Guard were being unaware of any helicopter activity. However, both Thompson and the Nebraska State Patrol found no, hel- or no defining connection between the cattle deaths and the helicopter sightings. After the ranchers began forming nightly vigils, the National Guard warned helicopter pilots to fly higher than normal altitudes to avoid being shot down by jittery farmers. State leaders called uh, for an investigation. So basically, all these government organizations were saying, no, don't worry about it, no, until these farmers went out there with artillery rounds be like, oh, we'll get your helicopter for you. And then they're like, oh, everybody fly higher.
0: Yeah. Uh, the farmers will shoot you like down. He just built a trebuchet with dynamite loaded <laughs> in it.
4: <laughs> but on October 1974, it was reported that UFO conspiracy theorists considered cattle mutilations might be related to flying saucers. So weird thing, if you look more into this, this string in 1974 of these black helicopters, they were using the word helicopter, but the, the craft they were describing is not like any helicopter you'd ever seen. But it was very kind of like... They could see this black shape with lights underneath it, not making any sound. Uh, But they could see what they thought were the blades spinning. So a lot of people point to it being some kind of stealth helicopter that we just don't know of, and being military training and stuff like that. Um, That same, I believe it was 1975, the year following, is when the U.S. government accidentally killed 8,000 sheep uh, in a valley doing these. So this 1974 one, They were like, everybody's like, well, we see the helicopters. It's the US government doing it. And they discovered, it's like, no, 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 we wouldn't do that to your guys' cattle. Then, like, the next Mm. year later, they were doing, uh, was it sarin gas experiments? Oh, it may have been sarin gas experiments out in like Nebraska or something. And they did it in this valley. And the wind blew all this, like, the wind blew all this sarin gas out of the valley and killed 8,000 sheep. And, like, that was an accident. (laughs) Uh, And see, that's why
1: when you see a big number of cattle dying, people go now immediately to like government doing it because they have done it. Like, it's not like they're not taking out cattle and food sources because they are.
0: But at the the end of the day, it's
1: yeah.
4: The only reason the government admitted to that one is because they got caught. Literally, Everybody's (laughs) seen their helicopters and there was like people writing down like the tail numbers and stuff like that. Uh, and they're like, because they weren't going to admit it. They're just going to let all these farmers think that 8,000 sheep had died one night for no reason. Probably a <laughs> virus. Probably a virus. In the yeah, air. it's a virus. Uh, yeah. Sarin gas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should ask John, our biologist. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh. It's Lambda 19.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So the New Mexico, basically all around, uh, New Mexico has had eight. Thousand mutilations. Oh, sorry, that's Colorado has had eight thousand mutilations uh, since 1979. Eight thousand mutilations, and this is what's declared a mutilation by some of those weird criteria we talked at the top of the episode. Uh, like Joel and you guys have said earlier that not all cattle deaths are mutilations, and so there's a there's the Bureau of Land Management, there's the USDA and stuff like that that actually can decide now, like in their investigation. If it's a mutilation or a natural death, and you know we all have our opinions on any organization that has three letters, don't like pretty much any of them. But they actually have a check mark now for cattle mutilation events, so there's an actual thing on their box since 1979. Um, but yeah, in two, uh, one of my later ones, is 2019. Five bulls were mutilated in uh, Sylvie's Valley Ranch in Oregon. It's estimated that each bull is 2,000 pounds and worth about 6,000 bucks. The FBI has made no comment on whether or not this investigation is a, in this particular event uh, and offered a $25,000 reward for information on the topic. So this is, the, this is a real recent one that the FBI took over immediately the second it happened. Like There wasn't cops involved. There wasn't sheriffs. There wasn't USDA. There wasn't land management. The FBI came in and was like, this is our investigation. If you have any kind of information about it, we'll give you a $25,000 check. But they won't make any comment. As far as I looked in my research, they still haven't made any comment about it. So if anybody's been around cow, cattle, bulls are not the easiest animals to work with. Uh, and now you have five of them. So this is where it gets to the point where it's not human-ish to me. Is that, you know, a cow's different especially like a cow that's being fed and stuff like that. You know, they're not generally too scared of humans. You can get right up next to them. Half the time you can even pet them. A bull is not like that. A bull never thinks of you as their friend. A bull is always, you know, the testosterone level in that animal. It will murder you the first chance it gets. So for five of them to be killed in a mutilation way in one night, and then the next morning, the FBI swoops in, tells you all you need to hear that's all I got for my history.
1: Yeah, man, that, that whole thing with the uh, bulls was pretty crazy to me too. When I was looking into it, because just the fact that it would be super difficult to get up on one, much less five to to pull something like this off. And then for, like you said, for the FBI to swoop in the day later and be like, yeah, we got this big reward. If you can figure out what it is, but it's kind of like, we know what it is, so you're not going to get that reward. Look at J-Clone 3 smiling. It's pretty much just a who never right. knows anything. Right. Yeah, look at J-Clone 3 smiling when I said that, too. You end up in the back. Of I mean, but wouldn't
2: it be possible for them to, like, knock them out, you know, tranquilize? Like, isn't there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, they're against it, but there is a lot of ways that humans could to sure. do a bull, like, to keep it still, like, in that government range. Because, like, to me, a lot, what I think, Is like when we talk about the experimentation, like you guys were like, man, they're so full of testosterone, right? What else are they full of? And what do they know that we don't know that they're maybe using that? And then it's a convenient angle to have the FBI there right away to be like, hey, man, let's figure out what this is when you're doing it yourself or you're internally somebody's doing it. And that doesn't mean it's not working with somebody like non-human or whatever, too. But I just think that there has to be some level of knowing, like you said, of what they're, that they're in on it in some sense. But I think there is a way that a human can so do it. So two
4: things for that is that all these cows, all these bulls were found pretty close proximity to each other. So for them to get tranked and to still end up near each other would be very impressive. Or they were moving them after they were done being tranked. Uh, and that's a 2,000-pound animal, and that's five 2,000-pound animals. So that's a lot of activity that has to happen in this field at night and not being caught. Uh, with the whole time they're being tranked, they're not gonna shut up. They're gonna scream. They're gonna they're gonna bellow. Bulls are extremely extremely loud animals. And for the farmers not to know something's happening, for five of them to be tranked out, and then you're gonna have to have machinery in there to move them. Humans aren't picking up a two thousand pound bull and moving it and putting them all kind of sure. close together. And the second thing for me is if it is the government and it's they're harvesting these amino acids or whatever kind of compound in these cattle. Why don't they just farm their own? It would, and then not have to worry about going out and harvesting it from somewhere else. It's definitely cost less to raise your own cattle for your own sure. harvest versus having to get a helicopter, sneak into some farm, get down there, black ops harvest all these chemicals and then get back to base.
1: Here's what mm-hmm. I think to answer that question in the piggyback on what sean said they want us to see it that's why they do it i think there's an absolute reason why they want us to see it yeah they probably do have harvesting facilities where they're they've they've got this going on behind the scenes especially if they need as much of the adrenalized blood or like you said amino acids or whatever they're trying to pull out of it i think they do have that too but i do think they do this on purpose for us to see so Where, okay, so I do like the, them not being able to trank him out because it made me think about why, and we were talking about this off air about the whole Harambe incident and people were wondering why they didn't trank Harambe instead of killing him with the kid. Well, the short answer is he would have flipped out. They would have tranked him and he would have flipped out because it takes a while for an animal of that size to go down. It's not like an immediate Mm. uh, drop off
2: an animal. But of the tranks that we know, though, right? Like, if we always talk about government having technology and weapons that are far superior to what our knowledge is, when we talk about AI, why wouldn't it be up the realm that they also have some kind of thing that can knock out things quickly? So, Like, you know, like some chemical compound? I'm not saying it can or for sure be, but I'm just saying, like, there must be a possibility. We do have those like chemicals. Too, yes. uh,
4: but normally, if you knock an animal that fast while they're slow acting... Is it because if you knock out an animal that fast, it'll just die. It'll just kind of drop dead. So you might as well just shoot it with something
2: like a neurotoxin and just kill it. Uh, My only question about the reason why I'm pushing it is because it kind of makes sense to me. Because if you've noticed, like this is in the 60s. We know what happened before. And I think there, it's one of those things, too, that's probably multiple different angles, right? Some of them may be done oh. that have nothing to do with government, and it may be more, uh, uh, you know, sci-fi ish or or, or alien type base thing that we could think of. But I think there's also the government angle because pushing people out of the rural areas into the cities, and we've seen this for a long time, and we've been talking about like convenience and you know like. What scares people more than like, man, you're raising all those sheep. There goes those sheep. Hey, what's happening to my cattle? I think it sometimes pushes people. And maybe not those people that are already in the rural area, but the people that are like thinking about going there stick to the city. So to me, it's just that angle that's been going around for a while.
4: Except those Nebraskan farmers are ready to shoot down the helicopters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also think it's important. I searched the uh, Smithsonian database for uh, cattle mutilations. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, one result did come up, and uh, it says there was an uh, investigation done by the U.S. Department of Justice providing the most uh, exhaustive report, Operation Animal Mutilation, conducted in 1970, from '79 to 1980, for the state of New Mexico by Kenneth Rommel, a retired agent of the FBI. And he said, uncovering no evidence that Satanists, aliens, or covert federal agencies were at work, Rommel found only natural explanations. The cows had died from common viruses or other bovine disease, from eating poisonous plants, or perhaps even from lightning. Um, And so it says, you know, needless to say, many conspiracy theorists have refused to accept Rommel's conclusions. So I mean that's that's the actual answers. That's pretty cut and dry. All um, right, guys, that was a good episode. Yes. So that's what Smithsonian <laughs> says. I abide by it their, out. Their, their word. And so you know anything beyond that is just a good old conspiracy theory. Hey, hey, guys, do you?
4: What is that? I don't know. I'm getting some
0: weird interference. My In headphones. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, yes, Nibbles. It is hilarious watching them trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Week after week after week, only to find out consistently I am the ultimate chess master. The Henry P. of the chess world. Oh, you thought I would say Bobby Fischer? Of course you bottom-dwelling flesh containers would. You only believe what you see and hear from your favorite sources of media, not the actual truth. Henry Piagni was an Agaricus bisporus from my home world of Agatha who beat Bobby Fischer in a best out of nine championship chess match-up in the Underground Chess Olympics in 1977 by sweeping it for five wins in a row. But I digress. History is only fun when everyone knows the actual truth and only J-Clone 3 is privy to this knowledge of the four of you. What I have really come here to say is to watch out. Originally, my target was only on the cryptids of the Corn crew, but now since Sean and Joel have made it a point to meddle in my business. (laughs) Settle down, Nibbles. I know both of those flesh containers are mighty appealing to you for a full course meal, but we have other plans for them, remember? <coughs> yes, yes, my ultimate plans for this hodgepodge of a crew. <laughs> Let's just say that a switcheroo is in order, yes. <laughs> You know what I mean, don't you, J-Clone 3? You're old enough to have had several processes switched out of that mainframe behind your hair flap. Oh, and relax, Justin. J-Clone 3 won't hurt you. The only clone you need to worry about you haven't met yet, but you may meet very, very soon. Toodles, boys, and have fun trying to figure it all out. Them by,
4: Nibbles. That was weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It's, I hope that's not this second freaking roadcaster. I hope if it's just I want to put my head <laughs> to the freaking wall if it's another roadcaster problem. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I can I cannot handle returning any more technology.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's gonna mutilate that road cat. Yeah, that's yes,
0: with surgical precision. <laughs>
1: surgical precision. Yeah, I want like to get thrown uh, out the freaking window a onto a train. I want to get a little bit to uh, some of the stuff on this strange harvest uh, documentary that I watched. It's really interesting, and I think it'll shift everything from where we're going with this biological thing and move it into the super weird because it's kind of how the documentary starts. It's very. Uh, biological based and hey this is what it could be scientifically but then it moves into a kind of a weird space uh but Lena Malton Howe produced strange harvest and it's a documentary about mutilations that were happening since the 1950s so a lot of what they talk about in the documentary they talk about prior to 1980 so it wasn't just you know they picked it up Uh, You know, in 1978 or 79 and we're doing, you know, cattle mutilations in in that range of time. But this this went back uh, several, you know, about 20 years back. But, you know, the way she starts it out is biological, but then it shifts into it could be government agents or extraterrestrial beings, which really that's what they kind of hinge on is the uh extraterrestrial beings and when she does a lot of the interviews even with people in the government which at that point you got to start questioning why they're suggesting that it's extraterrestrial beings or people in the police department that are suggesting that it's extraterrestrial beings is that really the case or is it some kind of narrative that they're pushing was that the early soft disclosure that they're shifting into now because hey think about this in the past 3 to 4 years we've had an influx in uh cattle mutilations again, at least to the point it's hitting mainstream. Like Tucker Carlson came out in the past year and did a whole uh piece when, when this is when he was still a Fox Fox News about cattle mutilations and suggested in that mainstream documentary that he put out that it could be extraterrestrial, that it could be government activity. So he's he, he kind of hit the same notes that this original documentary, Strange did, and one of the things that they talk about was, this is very interesting about these cattle mutilations, there aren't any tracks around when they find these cattles uh, mutilated. There's none of their own tracks found, and there's no tracks that are found that would seem predatory, so there's no predators being found. But what is found a lot of times next to these cattle that are mutilated tripod tracks they said they're like 12 inches wide 14 feet apart and eight inches deep and this can be as one of the uh, ranchers said in like brick like dirt areas so the dirt is so packed and so thick it's like brick but whatever is landing is going down eight inches deep into the ground so it's something heavy And it's next to this cattle. So, I mean, that could be indicative of government uh, vehicles just as much as extraterrestrial vehicles. We don't know, but it's some sort of vehicle that's a lot of times next to something that's mutilated. I thought that was uh, really interesting, too. Uh, What do you guys think about
0: that? Hmm. Well, I wonder, too, if it's what if it's not the weight of the thing, but what if the vehicle is materializing? into that spot and displacing mm. that dirt, you know, eight inches deep or in that area. You know what? Not so much as landing from the sky, but just appearing. If that makes sense.
4: What if it's something that's landing to
0: feed? Well, of course. Yeah, that's what I think. But that's, that's I mean, me.
4: Same, same thing. Same. No. Yeah. It's weird that, and I agree with you. That's where like a lot of the, the cattle bounce theory and stuff like that comes from. Cause there's just nothing around them. Like you're saying, there's no, uh, I mean, even the SW Ranch series that's out there, you know, it's a TV show, but their cattle deaths have had that happen mm-hmm. to where it's just, it's weird. It's like, there's nothing around them. They're slightly radioactive. I don't know. It's, it's weird to me. Mm, yeah. It is an odd phenomenon. Like I blame Mars. It's why I don't, I don't have, okay. a, I, Nope. I will take no questions.
0: Okay. I, I, I was, I was
2: down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of that angle, though. It has to be right. There can't that. I think when we talk about cryptids, it's the same thing. Like there's not just like oh, the government's doing it all. Oh, it's all not human. It's it's different. There's a lot of different factors. You know what I mean? In each case, each case is not exactly the same. But to me, having that imprint. It has to be something, right, there's a physical whether thing government there. or like not human entity, it's something that is going there that seems more like maybe like a craftish. ish. How big did you say the tripod legs.
4: marks were again?
1: So they're 12 inches wide, like the marks themselves, but they're 14 feet apart and they're eight inches
2: oh, deep. Oh, so
4: like it's a 12 inch like circle. That's, oh. It's
1: eight inches deep.
2: Yeah. So like a, oh. You know what I mean? It seems like a platform that likes landing, some kind of landing. That's big. Almost, that's right? bigger than I From thought. Some kind of yeah. flying vehicle.
4: 14 feet that's i mean that'd be large helicopter i mean if it if it was something like that but eight inches deep into concrete like soil so it's like the red brick brick clay out there and stuff like that is pretty much like you're saying it's bricks it's it's Mm -hmm. you know it's for it to be impressed in
0: eight inches that's why i suggested very heavy or like like you said materializing spot rather than landing and actually weighted the soil down it just or it could be soil samples Ooh, they could be coring it out. Yeah, yeah, around to see. Mm. What well, let me the ask this. coming in.
1: Let me ask you this, Justin. As far as biological UFOs, what would you think as far as cattle uh, that would fit into this category of what this could be? If it's a biological UFO, what would you think would be uh, a plausibility?
4: Oh, I think uh, when we did our calculation episode, I do think there's and like Sean said earlier that it's not just one thing. I I really don't think this whole phenomena is one thing. I think it's the government. I think it's whatever. I know we'll talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about the Nephilim and all that here in a bit, but all that kind of stuff. I do believe it all happens in this phenomena because it just is looking at and then cults. There are ones that people have got caught doing this to cattle and robes and everything Uh, for the organic, though. I do think, especially some of the targeted organs, so I found my little note. Uh, it is, let me get back to it, because I've been moving all around. Laboratory uh, sh- 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 results. Uh, so a lot of the organs and stuff that they're targeting is full of copper, zinc, potassium, and phosphorus. All those things that we talk about are organic UFOs craving. So if it is something where either the kettle has died naturally... And they come on really fast to harvest those specific things. Because we talked about it with our organic UFOs. That they don't eat like we do. They can't take on a big, massive amount of weight. They have to cherry pick the certain stuff they can get the most bang for their buck out of. Uh, so they don't get too heavy. So if this is like surgically, like and animals can do all kinds of crazy things. So if it's harvesting these certain spots to get the nutrients that it is craving and then leaves, Uh, but fungus, for example, I do think a big chunk of it's fungus. There is radioactive fungus. There's spores that can preserve stuff and there's fungus can ward away everything else. So if you have one of these sites that is being harvested by one of these organic UFOs afterwards, all these scavengers can smell all that stuff. They don't want to be nowhere near it. And some of these are pretty big. So, you know, I could definitely see the weight. So I, I do think it's a a hodgepodge of it
1: all. Yeah, I agree. Also, you made a good point about the Colts, too, because I think the Colts have a lot to do with some of it, for sure. But also, I think that people are used to maybe mess up some of the evidence. You know, the whole uh, snippy thing, it came out in coverage later that actually the horse was shot in the butt. Mm hmm. But that was after the fact because, again, we were talking about how these things seem to be preserved for a while. So it was out there, and when people went out there to see it later on, they said, well, actually, it was shot by humans. But then come to find out there were two students at the Alamosa State College that came out and confessed to they snuck out there several weeks after that it was publicized and then shot it in the butt. So at the end of the day, we know that this horse's cheeks were not tight after all that was done. <laughs> yeah. They were actually very loose after whatever happened with the uh UFOs and then these uh students got a hold of it out there in this pasture. But to that point, you've got, and I'm not even saying it could have been the students. They could have used the students as a patsy because it, it could have been that they were trying to mess up whatever evidence that people could have gleaned from it to find out what it actually was that got to uh, Snippy.
2: Yeah,
4: it's it's I do think there's a big chunk of that, especially I mean, there's no like we've had Daryl on a couple of times and stuff like that. Daryl Sims for everybody at home. And he's done a lot of the recent mutilation like studies like he's the guy that they've been calling. But there is one that Texas one that just happened. The police department messed up those sites before he even got there. Mm. Like they had moved stuff around. They were and then he was like, they don't even like have Geiger counters. And there's, it, these are things that are famous for being radioactive. So if you know something may be radioactive, but you're still going out there and like flipping it, like they were flipping the cattle and stuff like that, checking like when he, when he got when those people get to the site, it's it's over. Like every every piece of collectible evidence is gone, every piece of everything is gone cuz like you're saying humans whether purposeful or not, now that's another idea, uh have gone through and destroyed all evidence. Imagine if it's a crime scene and you have people, it's a dead body and then the first person on the site flips it over, walks all around it, starts poking it with her bare hands, and then starts cutting into the body. What evidence are you going to get now after the fact?
2: Well, here's an interesting thing that I'm looking up right now. So Linda Moulton Howe is the one that uh, did this documentary, correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, she did go, she went to University of Colorado, got her BA. And then in 1965, she went to Stanford University, right? Well, Stanford University has, like, a history with the the Central Intelligence Agencies in 19—like, they released shit from the 1970s of a program that Stanford was researching on remote viewing. They even have now, like—and then fast forward to today's time, Stanford professors with CIA, CIA ties says aliens are 100% already here. So I'm just putting it out there that we also have to— be careful these sources I'm not saying she is I don't know her as much, and I haven't done a deep dive on her, but just like just seeing some of those connections, we always got to be weary too. There's a lot of this like Hollywood aspects because when we do hear some of the evidence, when we're able to see evidence for ourselves, it's easier for us to go through it when we're taking the word of other people, it's not always you know what I mean like if they're saying, hey, the legs were fourteen feet apart, we're taking their word for it and in some, I'm sure there's some evidence, but most of it is speculation or from, i think saying. the mm-hmm. entire
1: documentary is propaganda so i'm going to say that right now i watched it so i think it was like so that
2: makes i think more it was sense. propaganda
1: now do i think that there's a level of truth to it absolutely because sure. you say with anything they put out there they're putting truth in with sure. it so i do think it was the first documentary that was tying these cow to ufos that's what the, that was the goal that was the early goal to set it up for mm-hmm. the stage now because now we're seeing these cow hit back in the mainstream again and what are they tying them to? All these UFOs that are crashing, all these UFOs people are seeing now. We know about the Las Vegas incident that just happened a month ago. That we waited a month to release, so we know a lot of this is going on. Uh, but yeah, even in the documentary, they they interview some really credible sources. Though we're talking about some, you know, uh, sh- like Sheriff Ben Phillips, uh, and he's the one that talks about lightning strikes, and you know he never even bothered to visit the site. So that was the whole snippy incident. So we're talking about a guy that was originally supposed to go out there and didn't and just immediately said lightning. I mean, there's several guys. Sheriff Bill Bill Wall was the Colorado Police Department. He talks about how he and his deputy were driving out and they saw a light coming towards them, So they get out and... As it gets closer, they can see a cockpit and three different colored lights in the cockpit, and then it made like a 90-degree angle and turned left. And at the same time when that happened, in the same area, his neighbor uh, was about to go to bed and looked outside and saw his horse outside, and when he went up to get uh, eat in the morning, the horse was in the same area, same spot, and was mutilated. And this is at the same incident right around when this ufo was seen so i i do think that there is something going on for sure we don't know exactly what right like i think they want to spin it for sure like it's ufo right they don't want us to think about government they don't want us to think about cults really they want to get us off all that they definitely want to funnel us into this ufo alien thing but I don't think they're, like, all the way wrong either. But I think in the way that they're revealing it, yeah, it's right. going to be wrong. It's not going to be right how they're going to show us.
2: It's like misleading mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's you're on the right track, and it's like they're intentionally misleading us, it seems like. Because the, what gave me is when you started talking about Tucker. Absolutely. Right? And yep. then I didn't, I didn't get to see – I didn't see this – uh documentary that you're talking about but when you said tucker so i started looking up her name while you're talking about it and i was like oh yeah see there's these people that are trying to mislead us onto what these are because if you notice they never talk about like these organic ufos or orbs or things that we believe and and we know from just countless and countless and countless of people describing these and, and experiencing these we never really hear those people talk about that it's always the same gray alien you know like hey, it looks like this and now they're tall they want to throw the nephilim they've been they've been listening to uh Joel a lot, I think, and they're like, "You know what let's throw that nephilim you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's hot right now, baby well, It's hot the and to hot. that point
1: <laughs> uh through as it as the documentary starts winding down, they have a couple of people that they that have these that have these interactions but don't remember all the interactions. So they bring in a a hypnotist to come in and talk to them. And this hypnotist is known for being the first to hypnotize somebody that, that was involved in some sort of cattle mutilation or, you know, UFO activity around cattle. So like the first guy, that, it, that they end up talking to, they put under hypnosis, which they on camera, they have them under hypnosis too. So you get to see the whole hypnosis thing. And that's when really at that point, I'm starting to think, okay, there's definitely some propaganda being pushed here. I'm not saying that they weren't hypnotized for real or all that, but they want you to see this for a reason. Now they're getting to the, like the meat of what they think that these things are. So the first guy, he's a rancher. He talks about that he and his buddy are out there and they're looking through, looking at stars through a telescope, right? and they see one coming towards them they kind of freak out and the closer it gets it it turns into like an orange craft and they can see it like kind of sideways on a hill and they watch it suck a cow up through and then leave so he doesn't remember it in his regular state but when he goes under hypnosis he remembers it well the next morning he does talk about they go out looking for the for the cow and they end up finding it but it's like Actually, they don't find it, but they find the calf, and the calf is just like crying because its mom's gone, and they bring the calf in, but that's his story in her hypnosis, and then it leads to the big piece that ends it all, and it's with Judy Doherty, and she's coming back from a bingo game with her family in the car, and she's got her daughter in the front seat, and she sees a bright light like a craft, and she's like, oh, that's so weird, and everybody saw it, that was part of this. Well, it was almost like a a, a gap of time missing after this, right? It's it's weird. So she also goes to the same hypnotist and goes under hypnosis, and you see her talking, and basically what she ends up remembering is there's a spotlight shining on the back of the car. Uh, She sees an animal being taken up into the craft it's a calf going up into the craft but then it gets weird so she steps out of the vehicle but in this moment she feels like there's beings around her (laughs) beings but she can't see them not yet anyway so then she's her mind is projected into this like circular part of the ship and with these instruments she said are kind of like razors but there's stuff that she hasn't Ever she doesn't know what they were. They're definitely not of this earth. Are cutting these parts out of the calf, and the calf's still alive. But then she sees the calf being lowered down back into the earth, and that's when or back onto the earth. And she's also again in the ship, out of the ship, and she's seeing this happening. So she starts talking to these Grays. At this point, she realized they're grays. She says they're they're little men, big eyes. The classic guys we, we already know long nails mm-hmm. and their eyes were almost hypnotic like they like she was in a trance even looking at them while they were te- telepathically talking to her so she starts asking them like why are you doing this and here we go with the classics well we're doing this for the betterment of the earth we have to get we have to get these these samples yeah. because we're we're doing what we can to help mankind, but she says that she keeps asking like okay well if you have all of this technology and you're so knowledgeable why do you need to do this it doesn't seem like if you have the answers for us why are you doing this and they say, she says they get super angry with her which very classic gray behavior very demonic in a way where they're asking a legitimate question to something that they're giving them and they freak out well That's the first time she went under hypnosis. The second time she goes under hypnosis, there's more that's revealed to the story. And she looks to her right. Her daughter is in the front seat in the passenger side. She looks back. Her daughter's gone. She freaks out. She's again, mind is shot up into the ship. And she's watching her daughter. Being examined by these greys And she's freaking out Because she saw what just happened to the calf And she's like why are you doing this But they're ignoring her They're almost clinical in what they do And I think this kind of goes to What all four of us have talked about greys Either being like meat sacks Or being some sort of uh, robotic type of element like they're not really like a flesh and blood type of thing totally so they're really clinical they're ignoring her they take some samples they scrape her mouth take some samples out there then there's a gap of time missing that she didn't see everything that they do to her daughter and at that point you know she wakes up and they're kind of back at their house or whatever so i'm listening to that and that's kind of how the documentary ends. It ends with this uh ufologist Richard uh Sigismund and he basically breaks down how that extraterrestrials are far more advanced than us and the reason why? And he admits, he says he thinks they're doing it by design, but he says, kind of like a J-Clone would say, that they're releasing this soft disclosure because they want to get us ready, because they don't want to create a culture shock, because they want to slowly condition us to the point to that we're going to be ready to see them when they show up, which I think they did. They started, you know... Back in you know 1947, started conditioning us there. Kept going. Here's this 1980 documentary that I totally think that the government was behind put behind putting out. Especially after you told me uh, about you know uh, old girl working for Stanford and being part of this communications department. She's totally a part of this. I think that's the whole goal of this entire documentary was to really shock people up there, get them ready for this. Um but yeah I I it it was it's very demonic though. It goes back to my demonic gray theories.
2: Well no, I got I got something for you real quick. This is a like what if these gray meat sacks are just vehicles for the fey. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think that really Great goes folks. into You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like w- with all these they're changing up, right? Like, we always think of, like, humans evolving and changing our mindsets, like, any of these other entities or any other beings or whatever we want to call them, uh, whether fallen angels, whether from Nephilim, like, everything's going to adapt and change, and they're going to find different ways, right? They're not going to stay, like, the same They're going to they update for the time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, i Man, I'm with that's you I, that. That's what I'm oh, sorry, Man, for sure. That's, and I think that's, that's what they're how, doing.
4: That's how I am with demons, and the, the, I think most alien encounters are demons or demonic in origin. And how I put it is what you guys were saying is that they, they can't be demons anymore. They can't show themselves as these horned creatures or whatever. So why they have to, because it's, it's torturous. You know, we make the jokes. I was a biologist. I did surveys, all that stuff. We never were malicious in anything we did to any animal. These are, whether it's humans or cattle or whatever, it's always malicious and torturous. Uh, and it seems like it's just there to, deco- like you're just saying, like to cause fear, to cause panic, to cause malice in what I think is it's demons wearing the modern face because they need to still do that stuff in the world, but they don't want to prove the existence of God. Cause then, they, you know, then that turns more people to Christians or whatever, you know? Uh, so they have to wear these faces that is now acceptable. Cause you know, like most people in the zeitgeist think at least aliens could be out there somewhere. Whether they're here or not, you know, that's where it kind of people start splitting. But most of the population in the world now thinks that there is aliens somewhere out there. So it's this whole thing of them wearing this new face so they can still do all the evil they want to do. But they get this whole and then there's people that freaking love them. There are people that get abducted and get tortured. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I'm so special. I'm so lucky that I was picked for this thing.
2: The only... The only thing that just always like, you know, throws me off on aliens in the whole propaganda aspect that I've said it for a long time is it just seems like it's always taking a shot at humanity. We couldn't do that. We couldn't build the pyramids. We couldn't get this technology. They're superior than us. They're always far more intelligent than us. they're more peaceful than us. They understand, to, which a lot of this is speculation because we don't we're not sitting down talking with these aliens that people are, you know, oh, man. Oh, Frank about uh, Frank man the gray. Oh man, he's cool man. Like it's we don't know these guys like that. So I always find it weird that every time like people that are diehard alien UFO that are not not like what we're talking about where we're critically thinking, we're trying to discuss, trying to figure it out, we're trying to piece it together, but a lot of those diehard just like any of the hot topics in these in, in this community that we're in, it's one that they always have to like degrade humans like, oh, well they're far superior than us. Like, everything's always more superior than us. Even, like, when we talk about fallen angels or Nephilim, not us, but other people. Like, oh, like there's no challenge. And sometimes I think the propaganda, whether it be with from government, alien, uh, fallen angels, wherever this manipulation comes from, I think it's intended to make us feel like we're too weak. We can't do anything. Whether it be the government, whether it be fallen angels, whether, you know what I mean? Whatever these entities anything that's trying to do that, i think the whole narrative that's trying to be pushed for a long time is humans are not capable of taking on these challenges and i believe that we are just as strong and i i I know you guys do and i know definitely joel does that we could take on all these but i think the mindset is why we're getting a lot of these alien stuff and i do believe too that it's like demonic angel that's just my belief i think it's one and the same we just don't know the difference between an alien and an angel and Also, people got to remember that an angel doesn't mean that it's good. Like, people think of the word angel. angel. Oh, that's they're on our side. You know what Mm I mean? And I think that's where all this thing gets messed up. But I think the goal is to really chop us down and make us feel like we can't do anything. And then they just take over.
1: Yeah, I do agree with you, Sean, um, on that point for sure. And I think, too... For a clarification, because I, I know you and I butt heads with this one particular topic, but maybe you'll understand more of what I'm saying when I say that we don't use as much of our brains as we did in the past. I think we don't use as much of our spiritual brains as we have in the past because we've been mm-hmm. dumbed down. I don't think that—I think we have full access to our—but we just don't know how to use it anymore because we've been cut off to that spiritual level of what, you know, if we take it back to Adam and how he was connected to God, that he understood how to— Build something without having to use his hands or his feet or whatever. You know what I mean. There was a whole different level of what he was connected to that we've kind of been cut off from. And I think that's when these fallen angels came into play and they taught man how to do these things because, they're like, well, you can't do it. We got to teach you because we're the gods. We're more powerful than you. When it was never supposed to be that way. In the scripture, it actually talks about that it was not in the scripture that we were a little lower than the angels. It says that we're a little lower than God, and it actually says that we're supposed. Supposed to judge the angels in the coming right, days. So, the in essence, we're actually above the angels. I just think that they ha- they do have a certain spiritual connectivity that we don't have, and they're able to push on a lot of people that they're more powerful than us. That aliens are smarter than us, and I don't think that's the case at all. I do agree with you, but I think our access to what we've been able to use in the past, we've kind of dumbed down, and I think that was by. Well, I like the word
2: you use, connection. I think lot, we lost yeah. the connection. I think that's the best way you put it. And when we were talking to uh uh reality czars the other day, we kind of got into that discussion too, like the loss of connection of and that's what's uh wrong with a lot of society too. That's why with the convenience, look at how jobs are even created, right? A job when you're in a review, they're not they're gonna be like, Yeah, you did this, great. They're always gonna put negative on you because you're not going to ever be, you're going to be stay there, right? When you accomplish things, you want to go to the next thing. That's as human beings, oh, we accomplished this, let's build this. And they're taking that sense of accomplishment away from us, whether it be hunting, building, or figuring out, being better people, all that sense of accomplishment is being taken away. And I think that's what you mean by like, that makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like we're not using, it's not that we're not using it, not that we're smart, uh, who's smarter, who's less smart. It's the connection level we had to the actual place we live and we're so disconnected from where we live. Even me, you know what I mean? We use so much technology, uh, our day-to-day, we get into these routines and sometimes you'll be like, whoa, you, you have to snap out of it. So I definitely think they got us away from whether people want to call it God or spirit, nature, but like it's God in, in, in our senses, but you don't have to use that word. Either way, we got have a disconnect from where we're originally from and that is the cause. And I think it's these entities, fallen angels most likely, uh, that are manipulating, that are infested everywhere, that want to make humans feel like they're worthless because I think they're jealous of our, the hierarchy and how much uh, God cares exactly. about us more than uh, them. So
4: with yeah. the alien abduction phenomenon, which is slightly, it's, it's connected to what we've been talking about, there's hundreds of encounters where people read scripture or people call upon the power of God and these entities react very like negatively, but positively for the abductee. You know, they rile back, they leave them alone, they avoid them. If these were actual extraterrestrials, why would that matter? If there are yeah, other flesh and it? blood things from another planet,
1: hey, why would it matter? Here's a good one, too. I've heard of abductions where they will show them the past in holograms, and one of the things they continually show is how Jesus wasn't real. They bring that up a lot in these ufo abductions why is that a thing why would that matter to an extraterrestrial that has nothing to do with this earth to show us that oh all religions fake and especially jesus is fake why is that a constant theme with these grays and and any of these other reptilians they always show this stuff and it's consistently part of their push because i think and to borrow a line from Isaac Weishaupt, he talks about how the new religion is no religion. Like when these UFOs, these aliens are revealed, that's going to be the new religion. That's why that you see the Catholic Church talking so much about oh, yeah. uh, UFOs being real and and, and how that that graze and, and should be integrated into the church if they show up and and all this. Uh, I do want to shift a little bit and ask you guys a question. What do you think they're doing with the parts from the cat and the blood as well. Cause I've got a really interesting theory, but I kind of want to hear what you guys got to say first about that.
3: Hmm.
0: I've got a couple theories myself. Cool. Um, One with the blood. I mean, it, it might be whatever these, this secret shadow, you know, deep state government, you know, the government above a government, the one that's running, not just ours, but probably the whole world's, you know, they might be harvesting that blood for that, you know, that adrenaline, you know, lace blood for whatever rituals or whatever powers it may give them. And then like the organs and stuff, they're probably just harvesting like a, like a soft, dis- it's soft disclosure, like uh back to the future for their Mr. Fusion powered uh, vehicles, interdimensional vehicles. They need that bioreactor fuel. And then those are just gas stations all around the globe, but they need the blood for themselves and then the the organs and stuff just for their vehicles. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Is that. Your only one. That's one theory. <laughs> you got another one? No, that's it for now. Okay. So uh,
4: I think it really depends. Cause like we've all said that this is not a single result phenomena that it's a hodgepodge of things that are actually happening. So I got a, I got seven things that I think it could be like, well, it's the U S government doing it. It's these extraterrestrials or interdimensional harvest or beings harvesting uh, it's some kind of cryptid. that's harvesting in a certain way. Uh, organic UFOs, cults, uh, rival farmers or farmers doing themselves for insurance claims, and demons. So U.S. government, who knows what they're doing it for? I've heard everybody say it was for uh, training exercises. Literally, these black ops groups going in, sneaking onto private property, doing all this without getting caught is kind of like a test for them. For extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, it could be anything, like them harvesting it for a food source them harvesting it for a sample i don't i don't know they're just harvesting it It definitely seems like they're interested in certain compounds and amino acids from the organ the organs that they're targeting uh, cryptids so i have that there could be weird a weird organism like an earth organism everybody have you guys heard of the cookie cutter shark no so it's the only no. shark in world history to ever take out a nuclear submarine Uh, It's about six inches long and it takes a perfect circular divot out of whales. Uh, It just eats blubber. But one of them uh, in like the 1990s. So everybody, uh, nuclear submarines, their sonar disc on the front is vulcanized rubber. This little shark swam right up to the front of it, took a chunk out of the sonar array and shut down a nuclear submarine. Oh man. It's a six inch long fish. Wow. So, and they didn't know what it was. They, they thought it was the Russians doing it. They thought it was some kind of technology because it's a perfect circle. Their jaws are made to take, and the, the way they call them a cookie cutter shark is literally it's like a cookie cutter when it took out a perfect circle. So it could be some kind of unknown animal that has these surgical, like, I don't know, mandibles or whatever to cause these marks. Like we already talked about the organic UFOs. They're harvesting certain parts for, for feeding. Cults and satanic rituals blood sacrifices just the killing a lot of the time is a part of the ritual they're doing and they've been caught doing this like there are several accounts of them being caught in mid-action or right after like there was one farmer that had i think like six or seven of them at gunpoint after they had killed like six of his cattle out in the field like they're walking out done and they got bags of genitalia and he's got him with a shotgun and i think it was his wife that convinced him to call the police because uh, I don't think he was going to call the police. I think those guys weren't leaving if it wasn't for his wife. Uh, and then rival farmers and farmers doing it themselves, both have been caught. There have been rival farmers yeah. doing this, uh, put, like putting magnesium on fields, causing mass death of livestock for rival farms. And there's been a couple of accounts of farmers mutilating their own cattle for insurance claims.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: So I, and the demons, you know, it's demons doing it for demon things. I think it's all of it. I don't think there's one thing you can really pin down on anybody. I think because the amount of actual mutilations and how different the, what we consider actual mutilations is, is insane. So for it to be one thing is crazy. I think it may be like we talked about the demons doing the majority of it. And then the U S government mimicking it as in, I don't know why, if it's for that soft disclosure, if it's for getting us ready or whatever, or they're doing it together. Who knows? I don't trust anybody on that list. Mm -mm. Organic UFOs are at least they're
2: animals. (laughs) I Still don't trust them. I'm going to have to go the one-on-one route, man. I'm going to have to go the one-on-one route, man. I feel like we keep talking about they're taking sex organs. uh, And if you look at the weird alchemical things to compose, and he stated before Juan has said that a corporation is a homunculus. You know what I mean? So, Maybe that's what it is. They're getting mass amounts of these body parts and using it for alchemical purposes. Yeah. Mm.
1: No, I like that too. Uh especially because, you know, when they're uh creating a homunculus, they do it in the in the womb sometimes of some of these uh cows as well. So, you know, some of the cows that don't ever show back up, maybe it's for that. But uh I got a really interesting theory that I think it could be. Um a, a lot of these Cattle mutilations, bloods completely missing mm-hmm. from the cattle, and one of the theories that I've ran across in the past, probably year, year and a half, uh, that really goes into a lot of my nephilim portal baby theories and the creation of nephilim is because of this adrenalized blood, because of this blood uh, a- adrenal is so high to create a Nephilim outside of a physical womb, because this is what I think that when these women are taken, when they're pregnant with these Nephilim, because they're taken originally and they're inseminated, say by these fallen angels, they start gestating, gestating, they're taken again after a month or two, and this baby's completely missing. Nobody has any remembrance of this baby being there. Well, there's a reason for that, too, because if these Nephilim are really big, I mean, they're just going to bust right out, right, of, like, a human body, so they want to get them out of here, and they want to get them off-world. So what if this blood that they're using from the cows is is a gestating tank? It's, it's the blood that's used for these Nephilim to grow in, and that's what they need. They need, a, like, an artificial womb for these Nephilim, and I think that there is a— good idea that that's what they're using for to build these like nephil and like super soldiers in the future. And that's why they need this blood to be, to put in these tanks, and if you're growing something big, you're going to need a lot of blood, and you're going to need tanks that are huge because when these things are, you know, giant baby like I met when I was up there with Justin at that QP place, you <laughs> know, they're probably coming out that bigger, bigger. They're going to need a big tank, and they're going to need a lot of blood. So that's just one of the theories that I ran across in the past year and a half. L.A. Marzulli kind of put that out there, and I really like it, and I think that it could play into – why that the that the women are taken again after like a month or two baby's gone nobody around them remembers it the only they remember it having the baby and then they need to grow it in something else so i'm thinking maybe that's what this blood could be used for
2: i think it's all right i like it
1: yeah and, and i think all... the government and these demonic alien beings are in it together like i think that they both know Mm -hmm. but i do think that the government thinks that they're aliens i don't think they know what they really are and i again to back like i don't think governments are that smart i think maybe the the Mm -hmm. shadow governments are understand a little bit more of what's going on. But I think you're right too, Justin. It could be mimicking it as well. Where it's like, what if here's the out here's the weird part of it. What if the governments are mimicking it to try to combat it? Because I do think that the governments in place are scared of what they think are aliens. And and some of them are also trying to build something to go up against it too. Cause you see this time and time again through documents throughout history where the governments themselves are also trying to combat whatever it is going on like they're playing nice up front but on the back end they're also trying to like man these these aliens take us out man we ain't got nothing to protect ourselves so have you yeah
4: uh i know you probably haven't had the chance but our daryl sims episodes he's talked about these cattle being marked with uh phosphorescent dye before they get harvested and that you can actually see it, like, so with Sue lenses and stuff like that. Uh, when we did the expo with him, like, he showed us how to look. Anyways, it seems like there was cattle that they had found that were still alive with it marked, and that would be mutilated within the 24-hour period. And it seems that sometimes that it would be the government doing it, sometimes it wouldn't be. And it was through, uh, what did they do? It through, like, radio tracking of, or, so, you know how the helicopters, everybody have, like, they have to have their transmitters on. Mm-hmm. So they would have these helicopters coming into these areas where these cows were marked with this dye. And all of a sudden, when they get like a couple miles away, they turn off their transmitters. And they're there for like an hour, and then a couple miles away from the event, they turn back on their transmitters. And it, not saying that they are the ones that mark the cattle for harvest or whatever, but if they were to catch it, being like, because, uh, you know, from satellite image or whatever, because this phosphorescent dye glows really well like not to the naked eye but once you put a little light on it it's like neon it's mm-hmm. crazy like a highlighter mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's something like that or i don't know it's it's a big phenomena mm. i'm gonna start singing
2: no, i think that J- justin had the me and justin have like on the same thought p- pattern of like there's multitudes of ways like i think he, we're not gonna solve it but like oh it's only this i think whether copying or not copying there's different reasonings why they need it, and. What you brought up earlier, Joel, what Thomas said about how cows and the their adrena you know the blood the adrena blood and theirs is like a little bit more potent, maybe that plays a factor, and there might be other things that we don't know about cows because you know cows are worst up all over the world, so maybe there is a significance to that that we don't know that comes from the old- t- like old earth or old way way back that we don't understand
1: yeah no i i I'm with all you guys, I don't think it's one particular thing, and I think all four of us can agree on that that. It's not one particular thing. It could be several things in conjunction with each other that are kind of doing the same thing, but then you got some stuff that's completely different than all that. And you got copycats. You got people that see it going on and they're gonna go and copycat it. And to your point, Justin, I really like I didn't even really think about how for insurance purposes that the cattle farmers would do it to their own cattle (laughs) for insurance money. So it has
4: been caught like (laughs) two or three different times.
1: Yeah, no, that's
4: because it was. It gets cattle mutilations is under an active God, which for ag- agricultural
0: insurance is one of the few things you get full payments for. Mm. Uh, so and it's just human nature to try to s- scam, you know, insurance companies well, if you can. If you can, I, we hate you everybody hates insurance clones, companies. Exactly. I, I hate them. Every I don't blame it. If you can
4: <laughs> scam them, because it's just like we pay them so much money and they will not pay for anything exactly.
0: Uh,
4: <laughs> but yeah, the, people have been caught. People have been caught doing that. People have been caught killing other people's, for, like, other people's livestock. Uh, we had it happen here in the field, not livestock, but a farmland of a farmer. They hated another farmer paying somebody, like a company to come in and spread magnesium in his field to a level to where nothing still grows there. Uh, so he killed a field like, and just wrote it off as a mistake. Like, oh, sorry, let's just do my field. But it was like 85 <laughs> times the amount of magnesium <laughs> you're supposed to put on it. That's
2: crazy. So oh dude, there's there's a whole ID uh uh ID channel, I don't know if it's still around, ID channel like series. It's like fear thy neighbor. Like there's a bunch of crazy neighbors, so that does not even seem far fetched whatsoever. Yeah.
1: Well, guys, man, this was a great episode. I really appreciate uh you guys coming on or coming together, because that's what we do, because we got this podcast together. I appreciate That's right. come together. Right, right
4: now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh and if people so tired. can see, Did see the camera, J-Clone 3's flap was really flapping away when we were singing there. Oof. So, kind of excited, really enjoying that. I'm I'm excited the fact that we got one of the older models on today. I, I, you know, it took yeah. a little while to boot him up, but I I really appreciate one of the older models being on today because we get to see some of that that longevity that wisdom from the j clones that you know some of the newer models don't have that and, and i know you guys got stuff passed down but you know i think there's a little bit of like that old memory lost and i think we got to got to see a little bit of that going on today which was great
0: <laughs> oh my gosh my flap is just going wild right now just i about like to took peacock. off the seat yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> well before we get That's out, out of here uh justin jay tell everybody where to find you Uh, All
4: right, so all you know, all if you're listening to this, you can find us on any of the platforms you're listening. Uh, we have launcher documentaries is coming out soonish. We start filming the month you hear this, and uh, go to our YouTube, subscribe. We have to hit that thousand people to monetize YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, ding that bell, ding that bell, whatever the hell that means. Uh, what else? Patreon, uh, Patreon, and then uh, uh, visit our website. We just got our store store just activated. Store just went live.
0: Uh, Corn.com.
4: You should be able to buy some of Jay's hair on there right now. Uh, And then uh, with the Patreon, our August thing, I think we're going to decalcify our pineal glands for our Patreon event in August. Mm,
0: So look forward
2: to that. Look forward
4: to that. And how about you guys?
2: Well, before, I think everybody should go give Cryptos of the Corn five stars and go follow him on Instagram as well. And go give a congratulations to Justin. You know what I mean? Making a new member into the whole tribe. So... Go give him a five star. You couldn't give him a present, or, or you know you could donate. You know what I'm saying? Go go give him a follow. Go give him Patreon. As far as us, you can find us on KillTheMockingbirds.com. Follow us on Instagram, KillTheMockingbirdsPodcast. podcast Tesla music on Instagram. Sean Chris music on Instagram. And sometimes we've kind of gone to the J-Clone level of we're not really posting as much on Telegram, but you can still go on Telegram. <laughs> Find all your needs, though, at KillTheMockingbirds.com.
1: Yeah, guys, this was a blast, and I uh, look forward to next time. Bye.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.